Welcome to 108, Pivot Like a Mofo. It's been a very long time, guys, between drinks, and a lot has happened, obviously. Um, Where do you start? 2020. What a year. What a year. So it really reflects um, on people that thrive in issues and people that really sink in issues. And it really comes to the, the nature of the person. More importantly, it really, really shows the people around you as your support, support mechanism are the people that you really want to work with. Now, I turned 47 in 2020, and I'd kind of done a good chunk of my career at this stage. And I was in a company after we'd merged, and um, it just wasn't the right fit. It was a, a completely different company, completely different thinking, and I'll go into it in another episode. But what it showed me is that when we merged, I had so many great ideas and so much great direction, and all the management wanted to do was park the ideas because the infrastructure, the mindset, the speed, the cadence, um, all of it was not aligning to that particular company because that particular company was five or 10 years or maybe even 15 years behind everyone else. So not only did I have a lot of problems internally to fix out and kind of work it, they just didn't have the right space, the right time for my mindset and what I wanted to do. Now, being a large shareholder in the company, I had to be very, very delicate there because I wanted the company to grow. I wanted it to have a great um, essence in the future, but I got parked. Wings clipped, whatever you want to call it. And I'm not sure if anyone's had that done. It's the most unusual thing I've ever had done to me. In all of my career all the way up to there, it's always, um, you know, just go, go hard, do what you need to do, make it work, make it happen. Where in this company, it was stop, park, great idea, document. And from a person like myself, to kind of hear and see and be in that kind of play pit, it was horrible. It was the most depressing thing I've ever gone through in my entire life. And more importantly, it showed me that I had to focus on something else. What was the future? And that's where it all went a bit interesting. So there were redundancies, um, huge redundancies throughout, and they had to get millions and millions of dollars in the bottom line. And, you know, I became one of the many, you know, absolute many. Now, I could have sat there and gone, oh, shit, I'm 47. I'm, what am I going to do? You know, what's going to happen here? And what's past my mind? I, I, I love drones. I love filming. I love editing. Um, 2020 was a completely different place of artistic creation. And I was looking around. And by chance, I got the opportunity because one of my other best mates was binned off from the same company. And he was working, you know, odds and sods to make it all happen. And another guy who I worked with as well, um, he was at another place and uh, we kind of sat together and said, what do we want to do? Should we do something different? And I won't get into the details because it is a bit of a non-disclosure at this stage, but we looked at something completely different. This is before pandemic at this stage. This is literally um, back in November, maybe a bit earlier. And we're kind of going, where do we go from here? What are we going to do? So come April, we're kind of going, well, let's give this a go. And we tried making a perpetual license piece of software into a cloud-based solution. Then a phone call happened. And the phone call was a complete change of pace of where we're going to go to. And the company that we started was a company called Foo Engine. And it's a name I picked out of the sky. And it's kind of on reference to the Foo Fighters as the band. And, you know, it's kind of giving it a go. And from that, 
we completely pivoted, completely pivoted what we're doing. And we broke into a country that we weren't lingual with. We broke into an industry that we were not familiar with. And we broke into a set of customer base that we'd never even heard of. So all of us had come from commercial backgrounds. And we'd all kind of had our circle of sharks and friends and people that we've always done to and always gone around with. And at this stage, it's like, these are brand new people. We've never heard about these people before. So we went into that industry completely open-eyed. What we did drag with us was the years and years, well, God, decades between us all, of experience on how to do digital destination files. So we looked at the problem, and the problem seemed quite simplistic, and we started working on that problem. Then out of the blue, a pandemic kicked in. We were at the right place at the right time, and we did not plan this in any way, shape, or form. It was 100% just amazing luck. From this amazing luck, we managed to pull in six figures the first couple of months, and we're on track for a seven-figure company. We're on track of moving to multiple destinations, and we're on track of hiring a good plethora of people. Now, where it's all hilarious is we're looking at the problem, which to us seems simplistic, but the industry that we've gone into, it's a very archaic way of doing it. You know, it is 10, 15 years behind where we'd left off in our previous companies. Ironically, the commercial deliveries died in the ass. You know, the whole pandemic completely stopped production. The whole pandemic stopped creative flowing. And what people had to do was repurpose old creative. People had to drag in creative ideas. But there was no way shooting amazing creative. There was no way of making something fantastic. But there was a lot of very clever people working on the commercials. But the commercials were not coming as rapidly as they were. Um, a very large broadcaster in the UK receives around about 25,000 commercials a year. And from that, that probably died to half. So from the television, the streaming, the whole kind of arena of watching content, we're seeing news clips, rebirth of um, commercials, all sorts of stuff to make it happen. But we were not involved in that. Thank God we weren't involved in that. We had pivoted into the long form, into the programs, and understanding how that can get through. Now, as I mentioned, Sky accepts around about 25,000 commercials um, a year. In the first three year, three months, pardon me, in the first three months of Foo Engine, we had delivered the equivalent of 18 years of commercials. Now, that is outrageous. We'd self-funded. We never got into VCs or venture capitalists, which I'll have another episode with. And Jesus, that's a hell of a story. We had self-funded. We had moved at our own pace. And we'd written our own script. So I suspect there'd be a lot of people out there listening going, oh, it's easy for these guys. You know, they've been around. They've got connections. We started with nothing. We put our own hands in our pockets and we put a very small amount of money. Now, where it was all different, this is what comes down to the name of the show of pivoting. We all got together and worked smart. We looked at what was on the market. We didn't build what we didn't need to build. We took our knowledge from the previous decades and we built an interface and a workflow that in our world was pretty good, but in the industry that we'd walked into was phenomenal. We were doing 10 to 15 times more content than any of the you know reputable labs that had been going for 10, 
15, 20 years. So it allowed us to kind of understand, is this a business? Well, it is a business. Um, could we have started this business without a pandemic? Probably not. You know, it would have been tremendously difficult to jump into um, a place where people didn't need this. But we walked into an industry that needed content and needed it now. So it allowed us to build a platform, allowed us to um, start a client base, allowed us to learn while being paid. And it's now five, six months into it, we can really move forward on what we want to do. And it's going to be a great journey. I'm going to drag you all along and you're really going to enjoy what we're doing here. But what this was about is you're never, ever too late to pivot. You should pivot if you're in the wrong position. Just because you're hired doesn't mean you're happy. And that's what you need to really take away from this. And I sat for two years on my hands and, you know, yelling at the roof and falling out many times. I mean, I had multiple HR issues with my line manager, who was an absolute fucking idiot. But we moved forward. We had to make a decision. We could have sat there and moaned and said, oh, Bill is me, we, you know, we've been screwed over. But no, it's the best decision that's ever happened. Thank God that clown sacked me. It's great. You know, I have no problems in that. Where we're at now is that we owe no one nothing, not emotionally, not financially, and we definitely don't owe anyone professionally. And that's the key thing here. We are running around race. We're not arrogant. We're positive and we're focused. And I tell you what, it's been a long time. So the takeaway from all this of pivoting, if you have an idea, you need to kind of sniff around and see if it's the right time. If it's the right time, make sure it's the right place. If it's the right place, make sure it's the right industry and product. Because... Sitting up one day, being a financial advisor and going, I'm going to knit socks in summer really doesn't work well. Now, there's going to be a lot more fast and sharp episodes coming your way. Um, I just want to apologize. 2020 has been a tremendously difficult but fantastically satisfying year for me. And I really want to open that up and tell you the journey that I've been on. So stay tuned, guys. More to come.